0: Hello. Welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time thanks for tuning in today in this show i will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health healthcare, and wellness from conventional to alternative and everything in between my mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm extremely pleased to be with my friend Bethany Perry. She's a life coach and transforms the lives of people with emotional and physical traumas. Thank you for being on the show, Bethany. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to talk to someone that uh, works in an important area, and of, of of transforming lives of the people. Now, tell me a little bit about how you got into that area and how you became the person you are now.
1: Okay, well, that's a good question. <laughs> it could be a long answer, so I'll try to make it not so long um, quite honestly i um, I had a stroke, which is really what started this. I had been working as a life coach. I took a neuroscience life coaching course through this Center for Applied Neuroscience, actually here in Halifax and I um, was teaching yoga. I was blending those two things together um, to help people with whatever was going on in their life. And I had a big trauma in my own life. And I lost one of my younger brothers. And in his passing, about eight months later, I had a stroke. I know it was completely from trauma and e- emotional trauma. And so as I was getting well and working on healing myself from the things I knew about the brain, I started to study a lot about trauma and a lot more about neuroscience. And now I'm dabbling in epigenetics. But blending that to help people understand that when things happen in our life, not only you know do we deal with it in our head, but we deal with it in our heart and in our emotions and in our choices for our life. Mm. So true. And in our
0: physical body, too, because yes. it all works together. And yes. we know that very well. And I work more on the f- physical, biomedical approach to it, and you work more in the emotional right. and mental approach to it. And they are both so important. They're very important. Now, that, that really is a fascinating story. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a journey. So you're now in Nova Scotia, but you really
1: don't live here. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, no, well, I lived in Nova Scotia um, for about five years Uh, Back, I moved here in early 2008, I think, and I stayed here for about five years. And when my brother passed away is when I moved back to Michigan, which is where I'm from. And I'm here because I needed some R&R, and I absolutely love Nova Scotia and the beaches here, which are everywhere. If you haven't been here, even with the rain, it is such a lovely place.
0: And it's now no longer raining.
1: I know. (laughs) But
0: rain was very necessary, and I'm very thankful that we got rain here yeah. to fill the wells and don't have wildfires like in parts of the oh states and in and, and yes. canada and i'm very grateful for that yeah let me know a little bit about what you do and what's your
1: favorite thing to do okay so um My favorite thing, I'll answer that part first. My favorite Uh thing to do outside of working with my clients is to be with my family. Number one, my children. I have five children and I have five grandchildren. And so they are my favorite. No matter what we're doing, it's fun. Um, Also, anything outdoors. I love to garden. I love to kayak. I love to be on or in the water, which is why coming to the ocean is a great place to relax and just enjoy. Oh, that's wonderful. So were you always a kayaker, outdoors person? Or? Always. I would say not always a kayaker. We we had canoes when I was yeah. young. Um, but, yeah, all, always brought up in the water. My mother was afraid of the water, and my dad was a big swimmer. So she wanted, I'm one of five as well as having five children, so she wanted us to know how to swim. We learned how to swim at a very young age. And That's so, good. Yeah.
0: Everybody should learn it at a very young age so they're able to not drown because they can't swim.
1: Yeah, and it's also a great... It's an exercise that you can do forever, pretty mm. much, right? It, it, it's its a, its not hard on the brain. It's excellent for the body and for the lungs and for yeah. breath.
0: Wonderful. Now, what our listeners probably want to know, how did you notice that you had a stroke? What were your symptoms? Because you are young. You really yeah. were even
1: younger then. Yeah, I was. I was uh, 53, I think. Mm. Um Yes. I, you know, to be honest, I was extremely fatigued. That's the first thing I was working Uh and I left my, my boss said, you know, what's up with you today? And I'm just like, I'm just really tired. So I thought I'd just go home and go to sleep. And on the way I I was very disoriented. I I was lost in an area I should know. And I couldn't, I couldn't even grasp that I was lost. Uh So by the grace of God, my son happened to call me who is a surgeon and at the at the time, he was in residency, and he could tell that I was off. So he's like, you must go in and take an aspirin, Mom. I was at a gas station, and I remember saying, I'm holistic. I don't take aspirin. <laughs> so if somebody ever says that to you, because of course I would take an aspirin, I would offer an aspirin, but I was very disoriented mm. and, and extreme fatigue. Those were probably my two biggest, what I knew. So it was a clear change in your usual feeling. Oh, yeah. My whole body felt off. I was, when I finally got to the hospital. um, How did you get to the hospital? I drove myself. Wow. I don't recommend, don't do this at home. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I drove myself um, with the guidance of my son. Good. And when I got out of the car, it was when I realized, because I couldn't even walk properly. Mm. And when I first got into the hospital, I think they thought I was on drugs or something. Because I couldn't, you know, I was seeing things, words were floating, it was pretty bizarre. Mm -hmm. So
0: how did they find out, because they always think somebody's on drugs, but often they have a brain bleed or another kind of stroke?
1: Well, what happened is, um, because I I know, I'm sure that they thought I was on drugs, and Mm -hmm. the woman was wheeling me into the waiting room, and she was asking me about medication, and... I was like, you know, no, but, but my jaw is, is numb. I, I didn't even go to the dentist. You know, I was just, and as soon as I said that, she's like, your jaw's numb. And I said, yes. And she pulled me back out of the waiting room and immediately took me into the ER where I, I was, I lost consciousness wow. there for a while. I don't know how long. Yeah.
0: So then they did probably a CAT scan or oh, MRI. Yeah. And did you have a bleed or was it a occluded artery? It was um, a bleed. Mm-hmm. Quite common. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I've seen so many people that have a bleed and have only what they call constitutional symptoms, maybe a headache, maybe sudden fatigue or disorientation. And then when you say, oh, you have a mental illness or you're on drugs, oh. it's so sad
1: it's really sad. And and truly the physician even said if it weren't for your son this could be way worse. Mm-hmm. And I remember a
0: case I think here in Nova Scotia where somebody was in a similar situation and he was found in the car because he couldn't yeah. he didn't know what to who to call or what to do. Yeah,
1: I don't know what I would have done if yeah. my son wouldn't have called. Wow. I don't know what would have happened, quite honestly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so everybody thankful. should have really the idea. Call nine
0: one one first so yeah. at least they can
1: locate you. And and even have it um plugged into your phone mm-hmm. or emergency contact. Yeah. Most of us can talk to our phones now. <laughs> mm. And if you can talk to your phone, just emergency contact. Yeah. Right.
0: And that's so important that you have that because as you said, fifty-three or fifty-two—that's not an age.
1: No, it's not an age. Yeah, it's certainly. I'm not older an age. than that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it's important.
0: I mean, even children can have strokes, although it's rare. It's rare,
1: but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. Exactly. Right. So it's it's really important to yeah. to look for those signs and symptoms. And I recommend everyone, since that has happened to me, I always have aspirin in my purse
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: for myself a good thing. or for someone else. Yeah. Just.
0: Heart attack, stroke, have okay. aspirin. With bleed, it's really not helpful, right. but you don't know what it is, right? And so it it, it is not hurtful. That's right. for sure. And right. It can really help. And what I always say is, uh, when you have a stroke, it's important that you have somebody that recognizes it, and you don't wait too long.
1: Yes. It's it's also in the after, mm-hmm. in the after the stroke, in the in the therapy, in the healing process, mm-hmm. is being gentle with yourself, giving yourself time to reorient. Mm-hmm. And I recommend um, everyone, like now, read My Stroke of Insight. Learn mm. a little bit and you know your brain. Great book. Um, because when you read those things, you may never have a stroke and that would be wonderful. But for those who have read that, mm-hmm. and then should you should you happen to have a stroke, I was able to use a lot of those things that I learned in that book and do visualizations when I was in the hospital.
0: Yeah, that is so important. And I think what we should also mention that everybody that has a sudden change how they feel or behave should have brain imaging done. Oh, I'm a big believer in brain Brain imaging. Mm, me too. Me too. It, it it often gets neglected. Somebody starts to confabulate and they don't do nothing. They just give them antipsychotics. That is not the right thing to do. No. So that's, that's really important. How long did it take you to get back to normal? Because obviously now you're completely normal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, my family might not agree with you. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Um, I would say really a full year. Mm. Um, I had to work on speech. Speech was mostly affected. Gait a little, but mm-hmm. speech and my math. Um, I used to be very good at math, and um, not not so much anymore. I was pretty. I was and the sadness and depression is really common after a stroke and so having people there that that helped support me and helped me walk through some of that but i i think um i think a full year before mm-hmm. i really was able to go okay it's it's okay if it's hard for me to figure out 10% so i can double it so I know how to give someone a tip. Right? Yeah. In the States, we give a 20% yeah. tip. Right? And I mean, it's amazing the brain has, even in advanced age, the capacity to restore itself. It's The brilliance of the brain is, is phenomenal. The more you study, the, or at least the more I study, the more fascinating it is. One of the things that I did um, for my own brain was to visualize new connections. Mm-hmm. I could feel where it was before they even showed me, I started visualizing healing around it, doing a lot of listening to meditations, all kinds of things. It was quite.
0: That's wonderful. And this brings us to the end of the first half of the show here on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more with Bethany Perry. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm very happy to talk to Bethany Perry, life coach and a transformative person in the lives of women and men, especially with emotional eating, emotional and physical trauma. Mm-hmm and in the first half he talked a little bit about how you got healthy after a stroke which right. is serious and tell us now what you do I know you do a lot about emotional eating now that's a topic that interests me because I always was an emotional eater
1: yeah so emotional eating my, my brother who passed away which you know was a big catapult into blending all that I do and the continuous studies he was 48 years old and died of a massive heart attack he struggled with emotional eating himself, and so do I. So I started to read about it, research it, and emotional eating is really the practice of consuming food when we're not hungry, and the, those times when we think we're hungry, when we want to, you know, we we're like, oh, you know, I just walk to the fridge and I go to get something to eat, it, or I must have. When it's a must-have food, it's usually. Emotions, And taking a moment to just sit back and look at, I, I love to use the acronym HALT. Am I hungry? Am I angry? And I would, you know, say slash emotional. Um, am I lonely? Am I tired? Yeah. And really take five minutes for yourself to think about which is it. And then serve and honor yourself yeah. with what it is.
0: And so many people don't do that. No. They just think about, oh, a, a chocolate bar would be just right now, and <laughs> yeah. whoops, it's in the mouth. Yeah.
1: yeah, and what we're doing, and and the statistics say that about 75% of North Americans are emotional eaters. And I think if you took men out of that study, it would be 100 plus percent for women. <laughs>
0: I totally believe that, and yeah. it's a big reward when you're a child, or at a birthday party, what you get sure. a cake, yeah. and what's a cake? It's pure carbs, and carbs lights up the cocaine centers. So right,
1: <clears throat> right. It's yeah. So and and not only are you know does our society, foc- you mm-hmm. know, all societies or many societies focus around food together, but yeah. it didn't. There has not always been an abundance where we can just continuously eat. And, and then uh, most emotional eaters do the most damage at nighttime. And that's when we might be tired or we might be feeling lonely or we might be feeling emotional or stress. Uh Stress is a huge indicator of emotional eating because what we say to ourselves, what we feel, we want to turn on that parasympathetic nervous system. We think about Thanksgiving whether it's in Canada or in the the States, we eat all these this food. and what do we? We go into a food coma, right? And mm-hmm. we blame it on the tryptophan in the turkey. Mm-hmm. When it's really not that, it might be a little bit. but probably you didn't overeat the turkey. <laughs> you probably overate everything else. I agree. You right? over ate the stuffing maybe. Yeah. That's pretty tasty. Or the mashed potatoes. Or the dessert. Or the dessert. Or the Some sweet potatoes. pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all those things, um, you know, there's reasons that, you know, we all have emotions and life can be not so easy. There can be things that come, come at us that we don't necessarily know what to do with. And so when we don't know what to do, we stay unconscious and we shove it down with food. Mm. It actually ends up causing dis-ease, ease in the body. There's there's studies that prove when we eat our emotions or our stress, it creates dis-ease in the gastrointestinal system. Mm, stress, yeah,
0: changes the bacteria and yeah. causes inflammation. Yep. Not good for us. No, not at
1: all. So how do we go about it? What can we do? Well, I think the first thing is to recognize it. Because it it can be an addiction of of sorts. And just recognizing and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing. The first thing is, you know, learn your triggers. What's triggering me? Um, Use the acronym HALT. Take five minutes. If you want to eat something and you're not sure if if it's emotional eating or, you know, true hunger wait five minutes. Women, when they get to a scale of six on the hunger, zero to 10 hunger scale, they'll eat anything because women are, when they're hungry, they're hungry now, (laughs) like instant feed me. And so being prepared with food, planning your meals, having things to balance your blood sugar making sure that it's balanced throughout the day, making good healthy choices, knowing your brain type, right? This is through the work of Dr. Daniel Amen, understanding what kind of eater you are, so that when you are in a place of either emotional eating or just hunger, how can I make the choices I want to make? And I love Dr.
0: Amen. He did amazing Mm. work with his spec Spec scans on uh, uh, actually anatomy correlating it with the psychological behavior aspects yeah. and i think he was one of the first to ever do that i believe
1: well i believe he was the first but that doesn't mean he was <laughs> it's just i studied with him mm. and i'm an affiliated educational center of his and his work is it continues to be amazing mm, mm. what he's bringing to people in the health of their and, lives and
0: as i always say uh, we need the brain to function in all areas of our life.
1: Yes. And so when we think about it, the world is run by brains, uh-huh. right? Whether we like the brain or not doesn't really matter. We we can, just like we, want to, we care about the health of our body and we exercise, the health of our brain matters. And we don't uh-huh. think about that. Most psychiatrists do not look at the organ they're treating.
0: Nope. They it's, don't.
1: It's the only medical doctor that does not, uh-huh. outside of the Amen Clinics and some others. But... For the most part. And so it's really important to understand that your brain needs nourishment too. And just like anything else, your brain is specific and individual to you. Yeah. And if your brain doesn't function properly...
0: And there can be many causes for that. You might get irritable, lose out on your relationship, lose oh, yeah. a otherwise good marriage because of problems with that. Absolutely. As a child, you might suffer from ADHD, which I consider more a label than a diagnosis, a symptom. Same for depression is more yeah. a symptom
1: than a diagnosis. I, I totally agree. And I think when we understand um, what it is our brain needs, naturally... Through foods, maybe through supplementation, but natural supplementation, then the brain starts to work right. Then it's easier to say, okay, what's my trigger? Mm-hmm. And then stopping the trigger, rearranging it. Byron Katie, I'd love to be able to say these yes, please. four questions because what, what we say to ourselves matters. Yes. Right? How we definitely. talk, usually we talk to ourselves like we would never allow anyone else right. to speak to us. So when we're dealing, when we want to change our thoughts, to change our patterns to recognize our triggers. Byron Katie came up with four questions and Dr. Amen uses them is is it true? Can I know that it's absolutely true? And that's usually when the answer is negative. Yes. Um, who would I be without that thought? Uh-huh. And how can I reverse that thought? How can I, you know, turn it around? Right? Those are important
0: questions. Very important. I use For them example, all many the time. people say, "Oh, it's when they are men and they get upset. It's my wife that nags all the time." Uh,
1: <laughs> is that really your wife, or are you a little of the impulsive type? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, and that's actually a brain type in mm-hmm. in Dr. Amen's work is the impulsive, and you can be compulsive, you can be impulsive compulsive, you can have sad or anxious.
0: Mm. And I love his work too. I followed him for a long time, and he is a great guy. And he's a wonderful man. Work. Yeah. Have you met him in person? I have. Oh, wonderful. And what are you doing now?
1: Just the eating part, or are you doing more than that? So I do, I do more. I I sort of have four. I think it's four legs to the stool. Mm-hmm. I I am also a health coach, so I I I use health coaching, teaching people about food. Teaching intuitive eating, discovering Mm -hmm. what works for your body. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not all the same. right? That's why
0: studies are confusing. And the difference between what your intuition tells you to eat and what your emotions may be telling you, that's important to find out. That's
1: correct. And and healing the emotions, bringing yeah. healing and resolve so that a lot of times our, our feelings, we'll put stories from our mind onto the feelings when really it's a feeling that's coming up. And yeah. separating the feeling from the story, that's a big piece of the work that I do so that we work on them separately and i i usually bring yoga Mm -hmm. into um into my work for those who want even if it's Mm -hmm. just breathing techniques not just there's a they're a big deal and then uh, and then a brain assessment taking a look um, through standardized testing Mm -hmm. what's going on what a spec scan would show very very
0: important yeah very very important and I tried yoga. For me, it's not the
1: right thing. I do Tai Chi instead. Yes, and yoga isn't for everyone. You should do what you love. Exactly. Whatever that is, whatever brings you peace and joy, do that. Yeah,
0: and some exercise, especially when it's outside, like gardening. I love my vegetable garden. Uh, Every morning I go see my chickens and sing to them. That's fun.
1: Yeah. I like to talk to the hummingbirds. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) No, I really am an outdoor girl. I think it's important to be outside many people don't go outside
0: anymore either they are scared of the sun or they're scared of mosquitoes or ticks or whatever and that's so sad
1: yeah there are so many ways you can work around that and so go outside get that get that even if just your face gets vitamin d for 15 minutes a day your brain will be so much happier and so will your life and just being outside the sun gives you just a different
0: feeling and an emotion yeah the sun is not for nothing uh, Revered as a god in certain cultures
1: yeah. yeah 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 because not only does the sun give us vitamin d which does improve our mood the sun just being outside even if it's gray because in nova scotia mm-hmm. it can be gray often just like in michigan michigan has different but similar weather patterns and it's It's still that importance of getting outside and just breathing in the fresh air and letting the body receive nature. Now, before we wrap up, I would invite you to share how can listeners contact you. Okay. The best way to contact me is through my website, which is bethanyperry.com anyone who's listening I have a free gift for you so you can go to my website and you'll find it Um, if you remember it's bethanyperry.com backslash um, healthy alternatives so there's a free gift on self-care That you can or self love that you can receive. That's the best way to reach out to me because there's a contact me page as well. That's wonderful,
0: and I'll share your links obviously in the podcast page. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you so
0: much for being on the show today, Bethany, and that brings me to the end of today's show. And if you have any questions to Bethany, comments or suggestions, or to me, my email here is Christine at CommunityRadio.ca, and I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Seth Glasgow. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station, and we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.